How's it going, everybody? It is episode 89 here on Hawaii Football Now. Jordan Haley, Hunter Hughes, back with you. As always, big thanks to Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union for sponsoring our podcast here as we uh, are powering through the month of May, uh, already into the second week. We record this on Wednesday, May 10th at about 10 a.m. Hawaii time, set to release that, 10.30 a.m. Hawaii time, set to release this as usual on Thursday midday. Uh, it is busy time. Got to give a shout out to our guy, Jonathan, who's usually producing our pods. The dude was all over the place providing content. Uh, you can catch all of his stuff on the ESPN Honolulu platforms, social media, and the like. Uh, covering all the state tournaments last week was bananas with all the state um, high school tournaments, as well as the University of Hawaii volleyball team making their run all the way to the national championship game. More on that in just a second. Uh, but for our quick opening drive here, we did want to welcome uh, Hawaii linebacker Logan Taylor to the pod. We've got Logan coming up in just a little bit. We'll get to him in the second half of today's pod. Excited to get him on. Um, I think a fan favorite has worked his way, has kind of grinded his way into a very prominent role for the University of Hawaii. Got a chance to start last season after some injuries, and boy, he did not uh, let that go to squander. Uh, the dude absolutely balled out and excited for him coming into this next season. Uh, as we'll get a chance to talk to him in just a little bit. Um, but uh, Logan, a guy, Hunter, that uh, I think kind of embodies where this program wants to go, right? Uh, getting some of these hidden gems and, and turning them into very, very productive uh, football players. Yeah, uh, I think Logan, to me, epitomizes more than just a player. It's uh, a kind of that warrior ethos that we've talked about at length on this show, um, kind of the next man up mentality. I mean, uh, he wasn't looked to as a starter really at all until midway through this past season. Uh, they didn't really even look to him as a, a contributor until a few guys started to go down. And then all of a sudden we got this guy, Logan Taylor, in there who's leading our team in tackles um why didn't we put him in here earlier um and so it kind of speaks to that um that underdog mentality that uh um hey i'm gonna put the team on my back and do whatever i can to help us win uh i don't need to have the pedigree of a three star four star five star in front of my name to give merit or give value to uh to my team and uh logan i think embodies all of that he's unquestionably one of the um the leaders and probably one of the heart and soul um guys of our of our team right now so it's uh it's uh it's good to have him on uh, hawaii football now for sure yeah without a doubt uh and looking forward to that conversation in just a little bit one other quick note before we get into the meat of the podcast here uh the university of hawaii football program i uh, just put this notice out earlier this morning and record this on wednesday May 10th. Uh, they're looking to fill a student manager, student team manager position. Um, this is kind of basically for any full-time University of Hawaii Manoa student uh, looking for a student team manager who will assist with practices and home slash away games responsible for equipment and uniform setup and cleanup, as well as general clerical office work and record keeping. Uh, again, applicants must be full-time UH Manoa students. Uh, and for inquiries, contact Brendan uh, DeVee, I believe it is, uh, the equipment manager there at the University of Hawaii 
Um, you can check out the uh, UH social media accounts as well as the uh, Hawaii Athletics website. They have all the contact information there. I think it's probably easier to find that than uh, just kind of listening to us repeat that there. Um, but uh, a pretty cool opportunity, man. Um, obviously, a chance to be part of the program. Um, it's a lot of work, no doubt about it. These team managers, man, they do a lot of the thankless stuff. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if this is one of those deals where there's some financial aid involved or, or what, what that is, but, uh, if you're, uh, if you're a student and you want to get involved, man, uh, I definitely, definitely worth an inquiry. That's for sure. Um, for a program that's got some exciting things going on. Oh, totally. I think, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're a student, um, it doesn't get much better than this coaching staff in terms of people that are just fun to be around, um, people you want to glean from, learn from, be like when you're older. Uh, it's not that we're biased or anything with being a University of Hawaii uh, podcast right here, but I I can speak from experience. I've been around this program now through four coaching regimes and the, these guys are top tier. So if you're looking for um, a fun way to get involved uh, literally into the football program and um, uh, maybe learn some fun stuff, get some gear, get to travel with the team. Uh, can I apply Jordan? Cause uh, man, it, it, this sounds like Is, you gotta, you gotta re-enroll. We need you as a full-time student there. Uh, I don't know if you can just take like the bare minimum classes, you know, maybe, maybe take some of the, the fun, um, the fun courses on campus. Yeah, yeah. Just just get uh just get the full-time status back activated and uh and we can get your application in. Uh I'm sure they're they're looking for somebody enthusiastic. You never know, right? Some of these opportunities are, are really terrific. You can learn a lot. Um, even if you you know you're just looking to be part of the team. Like you never know what kind of comes out of it, right? Some of these guys that 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 parlay this into some further opportunities um in the professional world. Um, you know, it's obviously very much the exception to the rule, but you look at a guy like, you know, Eric Spolstra for the Miami heat, like he started off as like an assistant film guy for the, for the heat and worked his way all the way up, right. To be head coach. Like there, there are all these different paths and, and a really cool opportunity. Um, and I think, uh, as you mentioned, you know, a, a fun group of guys to be around, uh, especially from the coaching staff. Uh, so pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, again, it's on all the Hawaii football social media accounts as well as on the website. And I'm going to imagine if you are still with us 89 episodes in, or even if you're new to the podcast, um, you probably know where to go find those, those handles and those, those accounts um, wherever they may be. Uh, and if not, just drop us a comment on the thing and we can, uh, we can link you there uh, on whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or, or wherever else you find our episodes. Uh, and a good reminder before we head into the game time that Hawaii football now is brought to you by Hawaii USA federal credit union. As Hawaii's largest credit union, they are committed to serving individuals and businesses through its 14 branch locations statewide and convenient digital banking services. As a leader in providing support for the islands, Hawaii USA is committed to strengthening Hawaii's financial wellness and sharing successes with members, local businesses, and the greater community. Visit HawaiiUSAFCU.com. All right, game time here. I mentioned the University of Hawaii Volleyball Program, and, and I we get it. It's Hawaii football now. Uh, it's not Hawaii volleyball now. It's it's there in the title. Um, but I think, you know, it's worth spending a little bit of time. We, uh, we we occasionally touch on other sports at the University of Hawaii. And I think in part because the athletic department is so interconnected. Right? It's not a, it's not a big campus necessarily. It's not um, a gargantuan athletic program. Uh, they all sort of 
intersect with the facilities, the weight training. They're on lower campus as part of the athletics facilities, um, especially now with the way football's kind of set up, uh, right? Uh, and, and basically everything being contained on campus, uh, games included. But for the University of Hawaii men's volleyball program, Charlie Wade and his guys, what a magical run, right? Back to the, the national championship game, a, a thriller in five sets on Thursday to defeat Penn State in the final four and then losing in four to UCLA. Boy, that UCLA team was something else, man. They were they were incredible. Uh, and I thought at portions of that match were just incredibly high-level volleyball. But it it sort of, um, I wouldn't say it caps a run because hopefully this thing continues on even though they're losing the likes of of some all-timers, you know, with, with Jakob Tella and, and Demi Muklius and some of these other guys. But it, they're in a stretch where they've played in four straight national championship matches, right? Going back to 2019, you, you threw out the 2020 COVID year. They've won two of those, right? They were looking to become the first team in like 40 years or whatever it was since the 80s um, to win three straight national championships. Uh, and so even in a sport that's, you know, been dominated by by certain programs including ucla like that hasn't been done in a long long time and ultimately they didn't quite get to the three-peat uh but they were two sets away which is something else that but again they're they're in a run of four straight national championships they've won two trophies in that span um which i think you know at, at times we can we can almost take for granted because of how good and consistent this program has been um but for for an athletic department for a school the stature of the university of Hawaii on the athletic side. Like it is, it is incredible. <laughs> like this, I don't care what sport it is. Um, it is incredible what they have done, what they have done, not only successfully on the court, I, what they've done in terms of drawing, right. The, the number of fans that they routinely bring in to the Stan Sheriff center, the fact that they, you know, multiple times a year when the big matches roll through are getting, you know, nine, 10,000 plus selling that place out. Uh, at times, uh, you know, by far the best men's volleyball crowd uh, in the country. You could argue, you know, most places around the around the globe, even when you account for a lot of the professional teams in different parts of of the world. And and for them to capture the fan base, for them to capture the the love of the community, how much people genuinely, I think, enjoyed or enjoy this program and the level that they have gotten to in terms of celebrity stardom support, um, you know, and, and everything that kind of goes along with it. Um, I think, you know, in part can boost every other program mm. in the athletic department, right? Like, I don't think this has to exist in a silo. I don't think it should. And I don't think it does um, exist, you know, solely during men's volleyball season or anything like that. Like, I, I think, you know, obviously, you we need to celebrate the success of this group, of this program, of this particular, you know, class of guys that they will be matriculating on out of here. <clears throat> but I guess my bigger question, right, and obviously we look at things through the football goggles every time we look through the football lens. It's like, how how do, how do you capture that? How do you – there there was something magical about this team. There, there's been something magical about this program for quite a while now, going on five years, four seasons. Um, and I guess, you know, how do, how do you kind of bottle that up? How do you parlay that into football season, right? Because volleyball season ends uh, early May. Next thing you know, the next thing's up's football, right? To capture that momentum. How do you ride that wave? How does it parlay into other sports? But obviously, from for the sake of our conversation, specifically to football. Uh, and it kind of got me wondering. I don't know if I got the answer or anything like that, but it, it kind of had me thinking, right? Like the, the amount of pride 
um, the amount of chicken skin that kind of came from from just being along for the ride and obviously seeing them in a national championship match, which is just, you know, incredible. Um, how does is there a way to is there a way to kind of, you know, ride the coattails a little bit, if you will? Um, I don't know. Just something I was thinking about. Hunter. I, I don't know if you've kind of uh, had similar internal dialogues or if if you've kind of thought about things and and, uh, you know, obviously having been an athlete there on that campus, you know how interconnected things are with the different sports programs. Yeah, um, it's it's a great question. I think it's the question uh, for University of Hawaii and all of our sports teams. Uh, I can't help but wonder how we are positioned as a school, a university, um, where volleyball thrives over here. Um, and I don't want to say it's just a cultural thing because there's plenty of other sports that Hawaii takes very, very seriously as a state. Um, but uh, it seems like we put more of an emphasis of an, an importance on men's and women's volleyball maybe than what other schools might. And so I think that's why we can compete with the UCLA's, with the Penn States, with the Ohio States. Um, it's not quite at the top of their um, I don't know, maybe at, at the top of their importance level, um, it, does that make sense? And so maybe that's where we're able to kind of find our niche and we recruit really well internationally, really, really well internationally for this volley, both men's and women's teams. Um, and so we have great players, put them in, in great positions to be great, and they've been great for us. Um, when I think about how University of Hawaii football is positioned, I think Timmy and this coaching staff is heading in the right direction with going after Polynesian football players. Um, I think that in our DNA is just how we are branded. It's how we're positioned. That is Hawaii football's way of niching down and competing in something that we know that we can do. We know that we can give um, the, the, the Polynesian um, lifestyle, the, uh, the, 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 we're really one of the only teams to input um, Polynesian culture into the ethos of our team. It's what makes us us. Um, also, we have the Hawaiian islands right here. That that's uh, just, goes hand in hand with our school. And so I think about that Jordan a little bit on getting, cause college, it's all about recruiting, right? It's all about getting the right people in the right places for them to be successful. And then in turn, we become successful. Um, and so I, I think about that where we're not going to be able to play the same three-star, four-star, five-star recruiting battle. Like these other schools are with, uh, I don't want to go down the, um, uh, facilities and infrastructure and uh, where we can't compete in that game, but there might be some other more creative roads and avenues that we might take. And I think this coaching staff is doing a fantastic job spreading this net literally all over the world, grabbing guys um, from places that maybe other schools don't care enough um, to check under those rocks or those those nooks or those crannies to, to find those guys and um, hope that they can be assets for us. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a great point and, and a parallel that I think could exist 
much like the volleyball program, right? Because as you point out, like yeah. they've, they've had so much success recruiting internationally as the men's volleyball program. And, and I think it's great. I think it kind of lends itself very much to the multicultural uh, diverse makeup of Hawaii, right? I, I think those guys feel right at home uh, here and, and for the, the, the football program um, you've pointed it out. Uh, some, I think, you know, we've gotten that from some of the commenters as well. A guy out from VA always brings this up, right? Like, Recruit the heck out of Australia, recruit the heck out of Polynesia, and that includes New Zealand, right? Yeah. Uh, Samoa, which I think they've they they're doing, right? Like that's that's something that has been a point of emphasis. Um, and, and we have a little bit of an inherent um I don't know if advantage is the right word, but we have an inherent uh foot in the door, uh, if you will, with those parts of the world um being so uh intertwined with the with with Hawaii, with you know, Hawaii culture. Uh, and, and being able to do that, uh, you know, getting the offensive lineman, I know via a, a junior college in the States, but an offensive lineman from England, like just, you know, go international. Uh, I think that's that's a big part of it there and and, and figuring things out. And and I think, you know, the other the other aspect of it's got to be sort of how do you get money out of all of this? Right. Because you have to pay for things. You have to pay for facilities. You have to pay for everything. Um, and I know it's kind of a, you know, a dirty word to kind of walk down, but it's like, you know, for the, is there a way for the men's volleyball program, which is a little bit different, right? The number of scholarships is pretty manini, uh, when it comes down to it, um, the NIL money and, and whatnot. And, but is there a way, you know, with, with the way that the volleyball program has been so successful when, when you win, people want to support, right? When, when you have success, people want to support. Uh, and oftentimes that results in dollars, whether that's from, from businesses, whether that's from private donors, whether that's from, you know, the state government that, that, that helps fund a lot of these programs. Like, is there a way to kind of capture that? And, and that's just kind of what I got the, the thinking and, and how they can kind of piggyback off all of that. But yeah, the, the men's volleyball program, man, what, what an incredible job they have done of just, you know, I think boosting the spirits of people in Hawaii and, and hopefully the football program can kind of figure out how to bottle that up too. I'd also like to point out uh, uh, along with uh, Laura Beeman, Charlie Wade is one of our longest standing coaches at yeah. Hawaii. There's a pattern there. There's a pattern of success. You have a good coach in good position. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. He's able to be here and thrive. Give Timmy 10 years and see what he can't do with our program. We've talked about it at length that one of the biggest issues for university of Hawaii is new coach every three or four years and having to scrap the whole thing and begin from ground zero. That is not a formula created for winning Jordan. It's just not. So I think another little parallel right there is if you find a good coach, find a way to keep him by any means necessary because look what Charlie Wade has done in the last four years. He's created a powerhouse over here. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it, it, again, it, every time I kind of stop and think about it and, and really sort of consider, you know, what they've been able to build <laughs> and, yeah. and to go up. <clears throat> and I get that at the bigger programs like men's volleyball, somewhat of an afterthought and, and maybe doesn't get quite the, the resources of some of the other. Pro- but, I mean, they beat Penn State. And UCLA, well, they, they beat UCLA in a regular season, but the, they went toe to they beat Penn State and they went toe to toe with UCLA, like these gigantic powerhouse athletic departments that have all kinds of money, 
right? Big 10 money, even though I, I know neither of them exist in the Big 10 because the Big 10 doesn't sponsor men's volleyball and UCLA will remain in the MPSF and whatnot. But to just go to go toe to toe with those those schools, those brands uh, right across across their uniform and to have Hawaii be there um, as maybe the most consistent program over the last five years uh, is it's quite, <laughs> it's quite remarkable. Um, and again, football is a different animal. Just the, the the sheer number of of uh, things that go into it logistically is it's it's different. I get it. Um, but I think you know what the what this football program you can start to see some of the blueprint, right? The, the similar blueprint um, solidify things locally. Go ahead and and recruit internationally. Um, try and build up support grassroots in a lot of ways. Um, and and like anything else, um, and Hawaii fans as great as they are, are no different. Um, when things are going well, when teams are winning, man, people get on board. Uh, and again, that's, that's not to be critical or anything. Like, I think that's just human nature, no matter where you go. And, and Hawaii's got some of the best fans around. Don't get me wrong. Um, but as the, the diehards continue to come year in and year out, more people will show up as well, uh, when, when, and if they find success and hopefully that, uh, that keeps going this year. Totally. And I, I think you can find that anywhere, Jordan. Alabama fans or Bama fans because they win all the time. It's just the way it goes, <laughs> you know? So I, yeah, I think if we, we put a couple of uh, solid seasons together, sky's the limit for where this program could go. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. And we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk to one of the guys who uh, is looking to maybe play a huge role uh, in that success. Come next season. A guy who's coming off a great year as well. We'll, uh, we'll have that conversation with Logan Taylor on the other side. All right. Time for the halftime. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right. Hey, man, Logan, we really appreciate you jumping on the podcast here. Um, you've you've become a guy, I think, that has become so much more well-known to the fans around after getting the opportunity last year um, and, and obviously looking forward to big things uh, come this fall. Um Kind of talk us through the journey, man, as you've kind of worked your way through the program. You've kind of grinded to get to where you were last season and then, uh, you know, got an opportunity to play and uh, kind of didn't relinquish it. But, uh, you know, how would you kind of describe your journey to get to that point where you became, uh, you know, a regular starter and one of the leading tacklers in the conference? Yeah, so, uh, you know, my journey here has been, you know, it's been real special. I have, um, you know, <clears throat> I'm almost even more grateful to be able to, you know, come up in the ranks not only you know I don't think I'd be as grateful if I first got here and just started right away you know so being a being a guy that was just you know being a uh, just doing my job on special teams or uh, whatever it was being able to come up like that how it was you know even if my role was just being a spiritual leader you know and how I had to humble myself and accept that you know what if this is what God has for me then you know what uh, this is this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability so you know uh, it just shows you know you know, how God is good. You know, I stayed humble through the, the hard times, you know, when I wanted to play, but, you know, stay true to uh, trust in his plan. And then, you know, at the right time, it says, you know, he will honor you uh, when you stay humble. So, you know, I just, you know, I'm grateful that it happened this way, you know, so, you know, that I have a, a story to tell my kids. So I have a, a, a testimony to share. So, you know, it's it's been a great journey. You know, I'm glad I'm in this position I'm in right now. And, um, you know, again, I'm just going to give it all to God, let him, you know, direct my every step. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the best part about it. You know, I don't need to understand the plan. I could just give it to him and he could just lead me down the path, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, I think people really yeah. enjoy the kind of how you got about your business, uh, and, and gotten to this point. Uh, how are things going, man, with, uh, with the off season, 
I know you guys have been putting in some work. We talked to Coach Cook uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he kind of gave us the outline a little bit. But yeah. but how's the offseason uh, training and, and really everything else gone for you? Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been going good. You know, we've uh, you know, we definitely been improving. Everyone's hitting PRs in the weight room, on the field, running faster. Um, you know, something I'm real proud of is just like, you know, the unity of the team and the uh, maturity that's being built right now. You know, we you know we have a young team, but um, you know, it's a lot more buying than it was last year. And um, you know, just seeing the the dudes, you know, coming together, saying, you know what, I need I need to, uh, you know, I know I'm young, but I gotta play this year like it's my last year, you know. And you know that means a lot to the, the guys like me who are seniors, you know, who who are gonna be dependent on the younger dudes, right? So, you know, just seeing the maturity and the team bonding, you know, uh, everything coming together. Like I could just even from from last year to now, it's like night and day where we've uh, come so far, special teams, offense, defense. So, you know, this little off-season training right now has been a great thing to see, knowing that, you know, it's a big confidence builder uh, as we prepare to get into fall camp pretty soon. So, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Logan, you uh, mentioned just the transition from last year to this year. I, I don't think people quite understand how much shift and transition does go down with a coaching change. Um, yeah. not just, uh, from schemes, but relationships from players to coaches, um, talk about that a little bit from last year, this time to now, I mean, does it feel, you know, more settled? Do you guys feel like you have a better idea of where you're headed, who you guys are, um, maybe even some leadership stuff too, within the team. I, I got to feel like you guys are in such a better place right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, it's like night and day. So. You know, when the first coaching staff comes in, you know, everything's new, right? The the game plan, the scheme, the technique they want us to do. Um, you know, even like you like you said, leadership, you know, new, you know, new people come in and you know, you know, they may see something in someone else who didn't really have the leadership role they uh, you know, they have now. So, you know, leadership's different, but from last year, you know, coming in, everything was new, right? And we're ever having to adjust to all the new game plan, every everything like that. And to now it's like now we're way more comfortable. You know, instead of just trying to figure out the scheme now, now we can really hone into the details. And that's that's what we've been doing this offseason. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how much, how far we've come just being able to say, OK, we understand what's going on. We understand what you want. Now let's let's take a step. You know, let's get to another level. Let's let's uh, fix the little things, you know, because that's the things that's really going to count when it comes game time. Um, but, yeah, it's from like I said, from last year to now, it's night and day. You know, we got dudes buying in. We got more leaders on the team stepping up, you know, saying, Hey, this is the standard, you know, this is the standard. Let's, let's go above that, you know, and let, let's make that the standard. And, um, you know, the coaches have, you know, they've instilled a, like, you know, great, you know, uh, values and, and things into this team that, you know, really get the guys going, knowing that, you know, you know, we got the whole Island on our back, you know, when, you know, when we do good, the Island does good, you know? So, um, it's, you know, it's, it's real, it's real, uh, it's real. Um, what am I looking for? It's it's such a good like time going on right now when everyone knows that you know we got something that we got to do. We got to go to Tennessee first game, you know. And uh, you know, we we is we seen what what happened last year when you know when a uh, new staff we trying to just get the the little wrinkles figured out. We not really knowing what we're doing right. Um, to now now that we know what we're doing and we're confident and you know we're confident going into this first game knowing that. So it's just. You know, day after day, you know, just control you. We can control, get better every single day. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be really good by the time game time comes. Yeah, it's so many unanswered questions, right? Whenever uh, 
the whole world is kind of dropped on you with with new and change and uh yeah. un, unsuredness um it's really encouraging to hear that from a former player bro just to hear that that's where the the program is at right now like i couldn't make make me any happier um i wanted to uh get into just uh one thing that if you've had the chance i'm talking to the people listening at home had a chance to come to a practice you've heard this guy before you've heard 16 jarring it out on the other side of the football man like yeah. he he gets after people and one thing i wanted to bring up was you kind of getting after Braden Shager a little bit during this spring, bro. And you know what was encouraging was he was throwing it back, bro. Like yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to see that from him. And I just I wanted to say thank you for kind of calling yeah. that out of uh, 13 a little bit, bro. Yeah, yeah. no, that you know, that's our leader, right? We we're gonna go as far as he takes us. So, you know, we we know that hey, dude, you gotta be the leader. And you know, he stepped up a big way. And uh, you know, even just just like like you were saying, you know, just chipping back and uh, you know, getting after you, like, you know. We need to practice like we're playing our, the, our opponent, right? You know, totally. if we're just practicing like we're playing each other every day, it's, you know, we're not going to get nowhere. So, you know, yeah, I like to make it, you know, that's just how I like to play too. I, you know, I, I'm just trying to be me every day. So, you know, if that's how it comes and that's and he's taking it like that, I hope he turns back and, you know, exactly what he did. So, you know, that's exactly what we need. We need our leader to be, you know, hey, you're not going to take nothing from nobody. So, uh, you know, we're, yeah, we were good. We were happy to see that, you know, we even, we even talked one-on-one like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep coming after you, bro. Like, you know, just keep coming back, you know, let's keep fighting. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, I love that. The uh, competitive fire. Um, speaking of, of spring practice, uh, how would you sort of assess the growth of, of yourself, of, of maybe that defensive unit in particular? Um, what would you kind of feel that you guys got out of, out of the spring session? Uh, you know, spring session was real good for us, you know, to, uh, especially coming, especially spring ball being early, you know, it wasn't that much of a break coming from the last game. So, um, you know, right where we left, you know, we got, like, like I said, last year was first year, we kind of got going at the end of the season, getting real comfortable in the, uh, the scheme and everything. So, you know, for uh, spring ball to be able to, you know, really lock in and perfect our craft when it comes to the scheme, so it comes to the, the details that come within the scheme, uh, you know, and that's being with the new players, you know, you know, and it's crazy because, you know, the guys we got real mature on, this, on the defensive end, you know, real mature, easy to, to can uh, pick up the uh, game plan quick, you know, you know, excelled in it. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see, you know, our back end, we got a lot more, we got a lot more speed. We got, you know, we can play a lot more man covers, whatever it may be. But, you know, our D line, you know, getting after it every day, you know, the LBs, you know, we, you know, our coach CB is going to make us get after it every single day. You know, the little things, you know, the feet, the, the, the technique you know it's not it's never good enough and um you know that's what we really appreciate about, appreciate about these coaches you know it's you know it's never just hey like man what, hey you guys you guys are doing good it's like hey you guys can do better you know and it's that was every day so you know we came we definitely came a long way with with things that we wanted to do last year that we we weren't ready for and um you know being able to instill those things and uh get comfortable with those so that we have more in our pocket more tools to use during the season so it was a it was a it was a good spring ball and i you know happy of uh, the outcome of, you know, what happened. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. You mentioned coach uh, uh, Chris Brown, uh, linebackers coach. What is, uh, what is that dynamic been like? What is, what has he kind of brought out of you? That's that man that changed my life. If it being honest, you know, he, uh, you know, just, you know, before, like, you know, it was, you know, this whole game is real is, is the majority of this game is mental, right? You know, if your mental is not right, 
you're not gonna perform no matter what. You could be the best, most freak athlete. If, if, you, if your mental's all over the place, you know, you're not gonna do well. And you know, he really brought out of me like, you know, you know, like he really understood. He was like, I see something in you that you know I don't see everywhere else. And um, you know, we and I'm actually, and you know, he really took the time with me to be able to, hey, you know, you got something that's you can't teach, but your feet are, are horrible. You know, your your whatever is 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 so bad, but you know that's things that we can fix. And you know, him spending the time with me, really being able to, you know, like I said, it's never good enough. And he kept working with me to be able to, you know, because coming from safety to linebacker, I wasn't real used to the uh, feet work and you know the line reading the line schemes and all that. But he really took the time to just sit down with me and explain everything. And and you know, the biggest thing that he's done for me is that. Um, you know, he believed in me, you know, when no one else did, he really believed in me and, you know, he would make that known. And uh, that was the the thing that fired me up. And that was like, you know what, you know, what? I, I, I knew this this whole time, but him reassuring me and uh, giving me the confidence that I needed was a big boost. And uh, the way I played, the, the confidence that I was able to have. Um, and, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, it's not just with me. He does that with, he does that with from the starters to the, to the last string. And he does it with, you know, he, he's not discriminating. He's doing that with every last person and um you know it's just like when I look at him it's like hey if I ever got a coach uh I'm gonna I'm gonna be just like him you know the way he is a like the way he cares about us too you know it's not just the a hey, like I need you to perform like he really truly cares about us off the field you know how our families you know everything that's going on and uh you know it's been a big inspiration to me just just to see how he can uh carries himself and how he uh leads this uh group so you know like I said he changed my life man it's been great to be around him and you're trying to have arms like him one day too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's possible. We'll, we'll see though. You know, you might you might need a little something. But <laughs> bro, I, I'm with you, man. Hey, I, I wanted to jump on uh, Team Logan Taylor just for a second, bro, because not everyone believed in you when you first got here, man. You made them believe in you. And speaking as someone who, who had to get people to believe in me as well. Um, I kind of occupied a similar role as um, kind of the spiritual leader of the team whenever I was there. And yeah. bro, you, you balled out when they gave you an opportunity, bro. And like the second half of the season to see what you were able to accomplish, bro. Like I tip my cap to you, bro. Like you really were, were, were only given opportunity on special teams and then jumped in there uh, when some injuries happened on defense and now you're, you're the heart and soul of our team, bro. Like uh, as much as like coaches will say like they believed in you, I wanted to just speak from player to player. You earned that, bro. You earned it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that means a lot. But, um, you know, you know, like that whole, like, I can't even just give myself the praise because I know what it really was from, you know, sure. it was, it was that, that moment that, you know, I was like, you know, I, I always said, you know what, even if I'm the backup, I'm going to be the best backup I could be. You know, I'm going to prepare like I'm the, the starter every every day, you know, because, you know, like everything I'm doing, I'm trying to please the Lord with. So when it was my chance to to go on the scene, you know, to be able to start my first game, yeah. you know, I was nervous. I was like, you know what, I, I don't know, like, am I ready for this? I've never been able to start it. This is my first start being here for however many years, three years. And, um, you know, I really – chose to rely on God in that moment and say, you know what, God, I believe that you can do the unimaginable. And I believe that you can move mountains, you can calm the seas. And I and I said, God, you know what, I believe and I'm not going to doubt. So, you know, 
I chose to not limit God's power. And I said, God, let me see you do the unimaginable in my life. Mm. And um, I truly believe I truly cried out to him and and was 1000% dependent on him. And to see how he did just that first game when I truly needed him, didn't know, you know, like all the, the eyes on me, you know, you know, God, I, I, I'm nervous, I'm scared. And for him to, you know, say, I, I can do the unimaginable when I will because you believed and you're faithful. And to, to see that first game, 16 tackles, player of the game, like, you know, that was just a testament to God that God is real. You know, God is powerful. He can do anything to those, you know. And, you know, when you ask these things, you got to believe, you know, because those who don't believe should expect nothing, you know. And um, so for him, for him to do that in my life and be able to do that, you know, and that just set the tone for the rest of the season. I said, God, you, you were faithful before. You're going to be faithful again. And I'm, I'm going to keep not limiting your powers. God, give me the strength. Give me the confidence. Give me the the edge I need. And, you know, he, week in and week out, he gave me the strength that I needed. And, uh, you know, so, it, it like I said, like, I would love to say, you know what? I grinded for this. I Man, I prepared like like nobody. But really, if I'm being honest, it was truly just God just maneuvering and God working, giving me the strength I needed. It's awesome, man. Yeah, man, you got me ready to run through a brick wall right now, bro. It's awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah. and you know, like that's kind of the, the, the mentality of a lot of guys, especially coming from Juco, they get that kind of lone wolf mentality on the world is against me. You know, it's, yeah. it's all on me. It's all for me and my family. Like, I don't get that from you at all, bro. Like I, I see that humility, like you, you stay in that, that, um, in that kind of Avenue, bro, like you're going to have a lot of success come to you, uh, down the road, but, um, kind of wanted to shift gears a little bit towards this season. In the uh, in the interest of hope and uh, kind of uh, what what you're dreaming about, what what would be your goals for this season? Like first um, personally, and then two for the team. What like what are you guys kind of dreaming about uh, as a squad right now? Personally, my goals for this season is, um, you know, I would love to break the you know uh, single season tackle record by uh, Jeff Ulbrich. Uh, I think it was 169, and uh, so. You know, I would that that's that's my goal. I want to break that. You know, I want to uh you know create turnovers. So many. I want to you know I just want to help the team because you know the tackles are great, but you know, you know what you what what's changing the game is the turnovers. You know, so so you know I would love to just increase my turnovers, be more like you know you know intentional with every play. You know, because I know you know I'm I'm times going fast. You know, and you know I'm trying to cherish everything, so I'm trying to cherish every play. You know, be intentional, get that ball out, whatever it is. But, um, you know, I love to be an All-American. You know, I love to go first team um, all Mountain West. Um, you know, so that's what I'm striving for. That's individually striving to do that. And just to, just to be the, the – just to continue to, you know, be the spiritual leader of this team, you know. Even though, you know, my role is bigger, you know, help me to just – you know, I want to not change. I want to be the same dude, you know. I want to lead people to Christ. I want to lead this team and to find the strength that we need to be successful. And, uh, you know, so that's individually my goals. Um so for the squad, you know, we're we're trying to win this championship first and foremost. We want to we want to go in and surprise the world with these first few games, and then we want to go and win the Mountain West Championship. You know, we want to go to a bowl game. We want to win. We want to make sure that you know, Coach Chang is set and he got he got a place to stay. You know, and um, you know, we want to do this for the people of Hawaii. You know, and uh, man, we got we know we got a big load on our back, but you know, we're we're preparing for it, and uh, you know, we're excited, we're blessed, so. You know, we want to go win that Mountain West Championship for Good, sure. Um, yeah. this, might, this might be a, a far out question, but hang with me just for a second. You guys yeah. definitely have this kind of 
chip on your shoulder, underdog mentality. We're going to grind no matter what. I, I wondered just, I'm always curious what it's like in the locker room right now with all the stuff going down with facilities right now. Um, like for those that don't know that the gym is closed, you guys are, you guys are lifting over at Clum gym right now um, in the heat, kind of in the, uh, the sauna in there. Um, yeah. And then even the construction going down at TC Ching complex, uh, all the nonsense with Aloha stadium, you guys use that as like, hey, we don't need any of that to go out there and be successful. Do you use that as a rallying cry? Yeah, for sure. We're, but, I mean, to be honest, we're not worried about none of that. We're like, you know what? They put us in plum, you know what? Hey, more space, you know? We may go shoot some hoops after we get done lifting or whatever. Yeah. You know? We're, you know, we're blessed regardless of the circumstances. Regardless if they put any more seats up in that in them stands, we're going to go out there and, and play like we're playing in front of, you know, Michigan again. And, uh, you know, so that that means, you know, I could I could just tell you from the team that has nothing to do with we're not worried about none of that. We're we're trying to become the best that we can be. You know, I mean, honestly, I like the club gym, maybe more than other gym, you know, that the heat's good, you know, get me sweating a little bit, get more cut, whatever it is. And, you know, I like the space in there. You know, it's you. we need to go do some drills on the side after, you know, you know, someone's using the field we can just stay in there or whatever. So, you know, we're grateful with the. Everything we got, we're grateful, man. We if we never see that weight room done by while I'm here, you know, it's 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 good, you know. As long as it's done by the time our kids get here. So nah, but, but um yeah, so that's we're not man, we're not worried about nothing but the goal at hand. So, you know, all these all the little things going on around us, it's like that's I well personally, I I'm pretty sure this is what the team's feeling. That's not even a that's not even a care right now, you know. So as if as long as they let us practice on that field, we'll be good. Yeah, man, I think there's there's a lot of excitement about this group uh, that, that that that's got people uh, very excited for the season. Uh, Logan, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking some time out. Um, we'll let you out of there on that one, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be sure to check in before the season starts, and and we'll see you down there. We'll see you at Clum, I'm sure. Uh, uh, thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate it. Right, man, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. Okay. Anytime, anytime. Yeah. All right. Big thanks to to Logan there uh my man is is all in right and, and i think uh you can see that and from his journey you know from southern utah to juco to hawaii to multiple coaching staffs like he's he's had a long road uh and boy does he have quite the perspective on on kind of how he's gotten here it was really cool to kind of hear him talk about you know what's led him to this point and uh the dude's no doubt one of the leaders on the team and and i like that he's bringing a little fire out of Braden shager man that's good stuff that's good stuff i really enjoyed it uh and, um, you know, I, I know you've been uh, one of his <clears throat> big believers for, for a while now, Hunter. Yeah, it's uh, there's a big difference in college football for those that can walk the walk and then those that can talk the talk. And he was someone who was actually pretty quiet until he proved it on the field. And then the voice came afterwards. And um, at that level of athletics, they won't give you the time of day unless you prove it on the field. And he certainly has. So I'm, I'm stoked for him in kind of more of a solid role as a starter heading to this season. Um, unquestionably one of the leaders of our team and uh, man, it, with guys like him out there, I, uh, I'm, I feel good about this program, man. It's, it's fun to be around. Yeah, it's, it really is. It really is. All right. That'll do it for us. A uh, quick little uh, two minute drill. Uh, to head on, uh, head us on up out of here. 
Um, did want to make a mention that uh, per Stephen Sai, I saw that uh, he tweeted out that <clears throat> the nephew of former Hawaii football D. Lyman Amani and Melilia uh, Mel Purcell, um, Julius Purcell Telefoni uh, of Samoana High School down there in some ways, accepted a 2026 scholarship offer. So he's a guy a couple of years down the road, but, uh, you know, kind of fits our theme of what we were talking about. Uh, getting these guys in, man, they got to recruit uh, Samoa well. They got to recruit uh, the rest of the South Pacific well. Like, I, I, I like that. I like that. Um, and a whole lot of other uh, tidbits and whatnot that we'll get into next week's episode as well. But uh, always encouraging you get some of these guys to commit early, uh, especially uh, dudes with ties to the program. Uh, big stuff there. So just wanted to mention that on the way out here. But uh, big thanks to Logan. Uh, and we'll give you the final thought here, Hunter, before we head out. Man, uh, I'm going to read kind of what you wrote on Two Minute Drill because uh, Coach Pu'u is officially uh, back with uh, Hawaii football, our boy, uh, JPR. Um, I think with uh, him getting the DN coach, we might need to uh, get him on here for second round. Jordan, what do you think? We will. We absolutely will. That is uh, something that we'll be working on throughout the summer yeah. uh, because uh, we can't just let him quietly slide back in. No way. It's got, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Uh, pretty cool stuff. We'll We'll have... We'll expand on that um, next week as well. Next week, episode 90 coming your way. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to 100, man. It's kind of crazy. All right. Uh, big thanks to our guy, Jonathan, on the controls. Big thanks to Spectrum Mobile and Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union as well. Uh, mahalos to you, Hunter. And uh, as always, shout out to Logan Taylor, our guy, jumping on the podcast this week. We'll see you next week, everybody, right here on Hawaii Football Now. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Halley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.